Hello and welcome to the In the Can podcast. My name is Devin and I'm with James. I'm Tom. And a new person to the cast. Hi, I'm Jenny. Cool. Uh, and we're no longer in a basement, we're sitting in a living room because it's set up. So why not? Yay, upgrade. Upgrades. Yeah. There may or may not be a cat attacking the microphone, we'll see. Woohoo! Cool. Sushi. So before we get into too much, uh, how's everyone doing this week? Uh, pretty good. Just. Honestly, it's just been a normal week. Nothing extraordinary happening. Oh, pretty good. I kind of want sushi now. <laughs> uh, my cat's name is Sushi. <laughs> yeah. I think Tom's talking about the food, or at least I yes. really hope you are. Yes. Cool. Well, you can get a kitty roll, and it's really confusing. <laughs> Kung Pao Cat. Oh. Um, I've been really bored sitting on my ass at home, because I haven't worked that much this week, and I'm cranky about it, but... Here we are. Yay. Hanging with the dudes. At the, at the end of the week or the beginning of the week? Really? Sunday's kind of that weird place. Yeah. Uh, is it the end of the week? Is it the beginning? Who knows? Middle of my week? Yeah. Yeah. I've been relatively fine. A lot of writing this week. That's about it for me. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So watching some movies is what I've been doing. Cool. <laughs> well, what have you seen? Well, I saw Rocket Man for one, because that was actually really good. Um... The story was pretty well done. Uh, Taron Edgerton does an amazing job playing uh, Elton John. There was a couple of points where it was kind of strange seeing him play that role because of having seen him in other things. I was like, well, how are you going to... Oh, well, okay, no, no, that works there, I guess. And it really kind of quickly evolved into me just being swept up in the story in the movie. Mm-hmm. So... It, really didn't last very long for me being pulled out of anything the story overall was really good the music was fantastic Uh, one of my favorite things at the end which doesn't give anything away from the story or anything like that or reveal anything was during the credits them showing the pictures of the real costumes next to the costumes that he wore throughout the film Mm That was really cool to see the difference. Some of the costumes are even more extreme in real life than they were in the film, which was insane to even think about. The headdresses in some of those cases, wow. Um, Well, to be fair, overcompensating. To be be fair, the 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 getup that Elton John had in Kingsman Two isn't exactly Mm -hmm. any more extravagant than some of the stuff he did for his actual shows. Right. To be honest with you, that's actually pretty subdued in a lot of cases. Yeah. Which is sad to say. (laughs) Uh, The other thing that I thought was really cool too was Jamie Bell did an amazing job playing his role in there, which was his essentially his best friend who wrote the lyrics for all of his music. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so Jimmy Bell was the lyricist behind Elton John's music, while Elton John put the sound and performance to all of Jamie Bell's words. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. I will, I will have to ask, was it similar to Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's felt like a greatest hits, or... To an extent, yes, but it's also billed as being, like, the most epic fantasy to ever, like, epically real fantasy or something to that effect as the tagline, Um, which was fine, because the way it's told, whenever we hear the music, the vehicle for it is usually, like, his own thoughts, and how he's perceiving things or how he's working them out in his mind, or it's for an actual performance. Okay. So it's never really wasn't as gratuitous, I would say. Yeah, it's not like it's like for instance the 
Greatest Showman or along the lines of one of those other <laughs> typical musicals where they just break out in song and dance for no bloody reason. Yeah. Okay, everything has a reason for it. It's all either inside his own mind or for a performance, which makes sense. So it was very much in the same vein as Chicago. <laughs> the diegetic. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. I, I overall enjoyed that film. Uh, saw a few other films uh, that I've seen before while watching my voodoo, uh, as I do. So Shawshank was one of those, because I love that movie. Uh, the big one was Rocket Man, though. That, that the was the biggest one. one was Rocket Man. That was the only new film that I saw this week. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I didn't really get to anything this week. I just I I had other stuff, mainly work, that just I didn't get around to anything. And the movies that were out this weekend didn't really interest me mm. for the most part. Devin, I did. I was able to catch Aladdin from last week. What did you think about actually? I actually really liked it. <laughs> I ended up giving it an 8 out of 10. I Wow, really? I really, really liked it. And I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's similar to what people said about the new Jumanji, too. They're like, yeah, going in, they're like, I'm going to hate this movie. And then they yeah. came out, and they're like, it's actually really good for a remake. Uh, yeah. okay, well, I, two things. One, it's not a remake. It's or a like sequel. a whatever. And two... I hate I hated the idea of it until I saw how they were actually making it different. Once I saw that it was basically a video game, I was one hundred percent on board with that. And I've people say they don't know why they love it. I know why I loved it. It's just it's so cheesy, mm. and they embrace the stupid. They don't try to yeah. shun it off like a lot of stuff do. Yeah, so I figured it was gonna be the same with Aladdin, where you know it's it's lacking Robin Williams, which is a big deal, but yeah. it was you know. Will Smith was kind of weird at the beginning, but he seemed to actually do somewhat okay from what I've heard. The first scene with uh, the like reveal of him in the cave um, and friend like me, that that whole sequence was a little odd. Mm. Um, because it wasn't made for him. I think it's at the, the same time it he rocked it like he brought his own kind of that that like '90s early 2000 era Will Smith kind of like Fresh Prince Miami type you know <laughs> feel to it and it actually really worked and then like the Prince Ali song he did his job he he actually really did really well the first scene in the the Cave of Wonders the anim- the animation like when you first see him is a little awkward that's where you see from the trailers just some of the shots are awkward. But then everything after they get out of the cave, he's perfect. He is awesome all the way through the rest of the movie. Mm. And he, That's interesting. He and I don't know the, the actor who plays Aladdin, two of them just carry the movie. Mm. And then ultimately Jasmine, much more of a character in this one than previous, and much more of obviously like feminine or uh, feminism type hero going into the last act to a point where it got a little obvious they were trying too hard. There was a few songs where it's like purposely breaking all of the male characters and I'm like, I see where you're going. It also it, it just felt a little weird all of a sudden. Well, it's, it's especially funny because in the original Aladdin, Jasmine it ha- it like pulls her weight pretty hard throughout the entire movie even towards the end where she tries to trick Jafar into ma- to be able to get the lamp and then she she does her damnedest to try to actually do something. It just yeah. makes it so that you're going against a magician. That's not going to go well. Plus in the original movie she very much from the very beginning was very much along the lines of independent. Yeah, independent. I don't need a man to do yeah. all these yeah. things. I don't need to be told what to do yeah. that, to want to live my life. Yeah. And so I, I, I find it very curious that 
they decided to go down that road in, instead of just they holding just, true. There's a few songs where, and it's been a while since I've seen the original, the animated. There's a few songs where I'm like, I don't remember that song at all. There's one whole song with her singing about not being silenced. I'm like, I know that's new. That one's definitely new. Right. So I don't think she had a standalone song. There is. I don't think she did either. There's a song where, like, after Jafar is taken over, and it follows a whole lot of the same beats, she, like, goes out, turns, and just starts singing and, like, hitting the other actors in the scene, and they, like, dissolve into, like, nothingness, which the effect on that's kind of weird, like, they just painted them out. <laughs> so it's a little awkward, but, like, walking through and all this, and then very obviously, like, I don't need any of these male characters, and it's... It, it takes that, like, message of I don't need anyone else to do what I'm doing to that next level of literally I don't have anyone else here, I'm doing it. And it, it, it got to that, like, like hand-fisted type. So it was kind of gratuitous. Yeah, a little bit. But um, overall, her story arc is really good. Uh, Aladdin, the, the kid sold it. I have no idea who the kid is, but he sold it. Mm. Jafar, he's not as bad as I thought he would be. No, but just what I saw in the trailers, we've had this. We talked about this before. Jonathan three, Jonathan Freeman sold it in the original animated film, and pretty much anything that he's been a part of. And considering that, what you say, he does the Broadway one. He did the Broadway. He was part of the original Broadway cast. He I'm did. I'm really surprised they didn't just grab him. It might be like you said, kind of too much money. But I think if you want to hammer that nostalgia home. Bring in the voice of Jafar, who still fits the person. Probably better now than he did when he originally did it. Probably. I think the, the new guy did a good job, just a different take on a character. No, and that's he's more of a conniving, like, serpent behind the Sultan. Hmm. So it fits. Uh, he doesn't feel like this obviously evil presence. Because <laughs> if you put just vanilla Jafar in this movie, it'd be like, that dude's evil. What's he doing here? Whereas this right. guy's like a little bit more of like the snake in the grass and like he's obviously probably going to turn on you. But to, to be yeah. fair, if you look at the original, the original lineup of Aladdin characters, Jafar kind of stands out and was like, huh, Royal Vizier, Dark Tall, Mysterious, where's all blood? He's evil, isn't he? Yeah. Did you mean Yzma from the Impersonal Groove? <laughs> Did you mean like the right hand man? Yeah. Maybe. Well, that's what the royal vizier is supposed to be. Yeah. It's just evil and brooding? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but the, <laughs> the biggest up. question is, was Gilbert Gottfried Iago? <laughs> I honestly don't know, but I don't think so. Cause I don't know, so. Well, didn't he have like, three lines? Oh, no. He had a bunch of lines. He had, mm-hmm. he had a bunch of lines, and I liked the way they did him, because it wasn't a normal talk, like, just a talking parrot. It's actually, like... Other lines you've heard are in the same scene. Oh, so what a Paradachi does. Yeah, and like it, it's obviously things that he's heard around. So his lines are reactive to a lot of things or interesting, you know, and like that kind of weird, mm. croaky voice. It's, it worked. As far as I know, the only person that actually came back from the original cast was the voice actor who did a boo. I forgot about Abu. Also, yep. uh, <laughs> cool. if I remember correctly, also person did Cable Wonders. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the same dude. That, um, that was yeah. an impressive voice. Yeah, I'm that's, pretty sure. It was, that, that's one of those ones where you hear that, it's like, oh my god, I'm back to when I was three. Yeah, it would have been three for me. Yeah. The uh, production design is 
top notch. The costume design, cinematography, every once in a while was a little bit awkward, but for the most part, it was great. It looked amazing. Yeah, the movie looked great. It's just seen it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the biggest issue I had with it. Nothing new added. <laughs> what about you? Well, I didn't see anything new either. Um, however, I saw something new for me. I watched The Greatest Showman, which I had not seen yet. I'm way behind on that train. Um, no, I'm farther. Either. I haven't seen it yet either. <laughs> okay. So I watched it, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think it had the right amount of hype. And the songs were, they were really good, but a lot of them sounded similar to me, just as far as, like, their musical score. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed, you know, Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman, their dynamic they had going on. And I liked the story, but I've heard it's not, you know, the original actual story about P.T. Barnum. So that makes me kind of sad. Cause, Never you know, it's It's a cool thing to actually go back and do a story on something that's actually happened. But when you kind of divert from that, it's... A little annoying, especially if you're a younger kid and you're like, oh, that's what really happened? And then your parents are like, no, 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 this is what happened. The movie just didn't tell you that. Yeah. And they kind of make it into, like, a better fairy tale. Like, P.T. Barnum's supposed to be a complete jerk. Like, he didn't actually like his quote-unquote freaks. He just kind of got them to make money. And there's a smidgen of him being a jerk in this movie but not enough to where you would actually see his true nature. Wasn't it when, like, he started to get an ego about it? Yeah, like, yeah. there's um, there's a scene where he's at the big party, and he's with uh, Jenny Lind, and the guys are trying to come in. They're like, hey, we want to join the party, too. He goes, no, you can't come in here. No one will pay to see you right. yeah. if you come in here. And then during her performance, too, he said, don't put them in the box. They're too visible. And then the back front character's like, what do you mean too visible? He's like, put, the, put them in the back. The acoustics are better. He kind of tries to, like, cover it up. Yeah. But we all know he's just, he's just being a jerk. Yeah. But overall, I really liked it. Um, I would probably watch it again, you know, if I'm at home. And I'm, I've been listening to the soundtrack, not going to lie. I put it on, get in the shower, have a great time, sing in the shower. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I, I really like the music to it. It is one of those that I completely forgot most of the songs from it. Yeah. And the movie itself was kind of forgettable. Yeah. I unfortunately can't forget most of the songs from it because we have to listen to it at work on repeat. Yeah, we, you really do. We we do, and that's every time. Yeah. I'm like, why is this still on? <laughs> because they're like, it's still doing well. We're gonna. We heard um, "Shallow" from that stupid Lady Gaga movie. If I hear yeah. it one more time, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cueing. No. <laughs> no, we are not gonna cue um, that movie. The, Dance choreography in Greatest Showman was fantastic. I really enjoyed what they did with it, especially for the other side song in the bar. It was excellent. I loved how well all the characters moved together. They were so in sync, and I really, really loved that. Hugh Jackman was a little bit weird because I've only seen him as Wolverine, so I was just waiting for him to come behind the curtain with his claws on and just go ham on everybody. But of course, it didn't happen. Well, there's a funny thing so. with that because he's also done Broadway stuff in mm-hmm. Australia because he was guest on for the Beauty of the Beast run. That's fantastic. And that, yeah, that's a because yeah. that, that also kind of thing is that he's gonna go up to the Beast, sneak, and just stab him with his claws. It's like that'd be hilarious to see. It's hard when you've seen an actor just in one thing and you don't know how to like transition him to something else. Like, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter and nothing else. Uh, and things like that. I saw him in Horns. I loved him in Horns. See, in Night of the Museum 3, Hugh Jackman is on stage in a Camelot production. Oh and he, all of a sudden you have Lancelot come in mm-hmm. and he goes up on stage and goes, Ah, oh, King Arthur! And he, then he goes and he goes to pull out his sword and it's literally just the hilt. 
with a little piece that goes into the sheath so it looks like a real sword. But it's not. And he goes, what is this farce? <laughs> and he, he's, like, totally taken aback, and they're like, yeah, sure, great job, guy. Get off stage, get off stage. Uh, it's, and then they start singing. I'm just not picturing Wolverine attacking Beast, like blue, blue. <laughs> oh, Jesus like, right. This is a really weird crossover. <laughs> like, Wolverine dressed as Gaston attacking Beast dressed as Beast from Beauty and the Beast, and I'm like, yeah, that clashes with the blue. Um, I'm sorry. That would be really weird. Although at that point, I'd be waiting for the fastball special to take place. So. And there's and there's Mystique as Belle. Oh, oh man! <laughs> Can someone write this fan fiction, please? <laughs> I'm afraid that it's already been written. I won't lie; it does sound kind of interesting <laughs> in the worst ways. The X Men performed no, in the my beast. My name was Hank McCoy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Beauty, Beauty and the X Men. Yeah, Beauty and the X Men. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. Okay. Uh, I did. Did you see anything else this week, or? No, that was I've been uh, I've also been binge watching Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, oh, and I did wow. finish season two today, and it was awesome. And I'm excited for season three that comes out on June fifth. Cool. I subjugation, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of subjugation, oh, <laughs> yay! No, it actually uh, I shotgunned to all of the first season of Westworld. Oh wow! <laughs> and I'm halfway through the second season. Did you use shotgun? <laughs> On purpose? Is that yes? Okay, good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> hey, you know what? I always exp- uh, 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 I'm at least happy about that because shotgunning by accident is fun for no one. <laughs> it's like, wow, that was really good. What time is? Oh no! Oh dear! I've made a mistake. Yeah, I actually really like Westworld. Been really cool so far. I've heard, but I've always liked the soundtrack. For one thing, for us, I listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack for that's really cool. <laughs> you please this man. <laughs> and it wasn't a musical. What? Tom listens to soundtrack? The old timey, like. Remakes of stuff. Yeah, the old timey piano remakes of like popular songs. Yeah. yeah those were pretty cool. Black Little uh, Sun, really? What? <laughs> piano or piani? <laughs> you know, like the old player piano? Oh, yeah, no, no not player piano. <laughs> Play me some piani. <laughs> I said pi- I didn't say piano, I said piani. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a slight difference, like ragtime. I'm sorry, I can't play a flower. <laughs> then leave. <laughs> yeah, the other movie that I saw this week was Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Mm. And How do you feel about that? boo this man. Well, I liked the first ten minutes, and then it just went downhill. So I have to ask because seeing all the trailers prior yeah. to this, it just seemed way too busy for its own good. Yeah. And I have to know: yeah. was it as busy as it looked? Uh, well, it, it did not even did not even give you what I mean, it seemed to offer. Godzilla's in there. <laughs> well, King, that's one. <laughs> King Ghidorah is in there. The three-headed, winged Hydra monster. So that's two. Uh, uh, yeah. Rodan is there. Who's just a yeah. Mothra is randomly there. Four. I don't. And they make reference to. 13 other kaiju, including something named, codename Kong, weird, huh. or codename King, and then there's, like, a bunch of other monsters, and they, like, will show quick clips of, like, the thing that looks like a mammoth, and the thing that looks like the Cthulhu thing, and the, another Mudo from the first one. I'm like, cool, are those are more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get those? Because then we got, the, I'm sure someone that loves 
original Godzilla loves Godzilla fighting Ghidorah. But everything in the movie was like, it was tied together with such loose plot threads that it felt like they wanted like a season of TV thrown into one movie. Mm. Like, oh, Godzilla's kind of tired. We accidentally nuked him with an anti anti air grenade or something. Like, nuked him with a bomb that destroys all oxygen in oh, the air. Oh, Eric. Yeah. Him and that's, a, that's messed up that I remember that. And he's just like, I'm just gonna go back into the hollow earth and recover and they're like, we're gonna nuke him. It's like, whoa. You just decided he's good and now you're literally putting a nuke next to his face and going, Godzilla, my friend. And then nuking him and now he has like super saiyan powers. I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Okay. That just went from like, Meh to wh- how? In it's okay. His power level is only level six. Wait, never mind. He's radiating enough. <laughs> There's a point where they say he has 13 minutes before Godzilla explodes. What? What? Yeah, I know. Oh, by the way, spoilers, everybody. Oh no, I don't <laughs> care about this. I'm not gonna say if Godzilla dies, but they just uh, they uh, they have a Godzilla versus King Kong somehow coming out. So you know, whatever. Maybe it's in the past. Yeah. Yeah, that and it would yeah. probably be better if they did it in the past than going for. They're gonna have to because they nuke, they nuke Boston. <laughs> Godzilla explodes in. So it's on Port Kong Boston. Island or Skull Island or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. I'm am guessing something about Godzilla being the new king and no, King Kong no. being like, nope, I'm not I'm not with that. Godzilla wakes up on a beach and sees the <laughs> Statue of Liberty inside this inside the beachhead, and then just and goes screams to the sky. <laughs> well, that no. pretends to act for the next five minutes as he's like stumbling around, <laughs> destroying every city. You can't tell me that wouldn't be more interesting. Yeah, probably. Remember when everyone was like up in arms over Man of Steel destroying Metropolis? Yeah. They casually destroy Washington, D.C. to show. Just. G- Ghidorah shows up there with his like random hurricane powers that he has and floods all of Washington, D.C. before Millie Bobby Brown's character, whatever her. 11, whatever her character name was, runs off out of a bunker in Boston and sets up a whatever device and then Ghidorah goes I'm going to go to Boston now and then just they nuke Boston and I'm like and people are up in arms about destroying Metropolis? Like well, uh, two, things, city? two things I can think about that. One, didn't didn't the, the one before that Godzilla, didn't that destroy Las Vegas? Las Vegas and, and San Francisco. Yeah. And they're well, doing fine now. Everyone's still dead but they're doing fine now. One and two... Don't forget, these are monsters. Superman, he's human. Wait. Human, air quotes. When we eventually do an alien invasion movie, maybe I'll add that or Brightburn to the list, but... (laughs) I I definitely add Brightburn to that. I'm adding both to that. But, yeah, I don't know. Godzilla was just such a mess. And there was every single human character. Bland, just pure on moronic... Uh, one of my favorite actresses, Zhang Ziyi, from like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. and Rush Hour, and a bunch of other ones. She's in it, and like in one scene, so she's on like they have like a pseudo Avengers helicarrier through this whole thing. Of course, it is. yeah, I know. That's where did that come from? Okay, but it's like a pseudo helicarrier through the whole thing, and she's on that with short hair, like short, almost like 
bob pixie hair. Cut, pixie cut type hair. Uh. And then they cut to another, to where Mothra is randomly, like, cocooned. And you see her with long hair, like, playing with the thing, saying, Mothra is alive. And then they cut back to her, and, like, they randomly then say, oh, yeah, by the way, I have a twin sister. Oh. And it just, like, you couldn't have just hired a second actress? Like, <laughs> what? And it, or, like, you could have, couldn't have just had a different actress and not had to explain it. It feels like maybe they filmed that scene, like, six months ago and forgot they filmed it. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we have to, I don't know, write the thing about her being, like, a third-generation monarch scientist. And, yeah, she has a twin sister. It's like, what? <laughs> to, go, to go with what you said, Devin, you, you say it's, like, people... Like old school fans would enjoy seeing the uh, monster battles because you've seen a little bit more of them. Well, no, you say that, but I grew up watching those old VHSs, those old movies, and I wasn't looking forward to this. And do you know the biggest reason why? I've seen these goddamn monsters before. I grew up with them. I don't need to see him power bombing uh, Ghidorah because I saw that when I was six. And you could barely tell what was going on. Everything was in like shades of black, gray. Like rain, like why does Gita have uh, like hurricane powers? I can't remember. Probably because that the in the original. <sighs> he, it has been forever since I've seen them, so I legitimately can't. He remember. was just kind of wandering around, and like hurricanes were popping. That up sounds more. That sounds more like Mothra though, when flapping flapping the wings. Mothra yeah. is like that the beacon of like, oh, uh, we need a quest, and Mothra shows up and points down at the points down at the ocean. They go. Oh, yeah, uh, Godzilla's down there. We should nuke him. And then Mothra, you know, disappears. But that, that's why I, I actually enjoyed, even though we didn't see nearly enough of the fighting, the stuff from the last Godzilla, because the moves are new. The moves were new. It's like, that was like, oh, wow, what's this happening? And then just how hype it was when Godzilla was breaking a jaw and just shot that atomic breath down it and nuked its insides. Like, that was amazing, because that's what I wanted to see. There might have been some of that. I just... You couldn't tell. It was so muddled and poorly shot and just... They kept jumping back to the human characters that were, like, just doing dumb stuff and running around and, like, running away from Ghidorah and then turning around, hey, my house, and then wandering into a random house in Boston when it's established they lived in the middle of nowhere. But okay, sure, I'll, I'll buy that after after hour and a half of... Not caring. So, so uh, uh, scale of Pacific Rim to Matthew Broderick. <laughs> it is a whole lot closer to Matthew Broderick because I love Pacific Rim. So, <laughs> well, and that's why I put that on the yeah. top of the scale. You know why? Yeah. Uh, it Matthew Broderick's movie had a more legible story. Ah, what? Yeah. Even with all the weird stuff under Madison Square Garden. What? There is more of a legible story in that movie than this one. That hurts. Yeah. That should not be true. And considering we're kind of monopolizing this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that makes me happy considering that I actually like uh, Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria. I enjoyed that. I but, yeah. I enjoyed it because of just how crap it was, which we, we saw, Devin, when we went to go see that whole Rift Tracks event about it. And it's like, oh, God, this movie is actually horrible. Yeah, I mean, like, I actually liked it for that reason because it was kind of crap. Yeah. But what about you, Jenny? Did you ever see any of those Godzillas? Uh, last Godzilla I remember was the one, I don't know if it's one or two, it has, like, the eggs. 
Like they find the eggs at the end of the movie or something like that. That's, and there's like little that's the Rodman Rodman one. Okay. The ones where the babies kind of look like mini T Rexes. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that was years ago. Yeah, they yeah. do. Look, they do look more like mini T Rexes than raptors, don't they? Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Well, they're almost ice skating. It's <laughs> it's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. I mean, and then you have Godzilla just swimming through. Uh, those were cool. Those, those were cool those, shots. Those shots were really cool. Where you have Godzilla swimming through the water, and you're like, no. Oh, well, that's, that's an interesting view. Well, I would dig a movie where he's doing that. To be fair, uh, Toho, I want to say, is the actual name of the company. Yeah, that, I think so. They have disavowed that one and just call it Zilla. And in, I think it's an animated movie, they have it just get wrecked by Godzilla. Like, 100%. It just gets annihilated. Sounds about right. But it, from everything I'm hearing, that was actually more fun because it's crap, but because it's crap, it sounds... And it, it was it was fun to just kind of riff on it. Whereas this... Again, I've seen all this before. I've yeah. seen I've seen Gidera. I've seen Mothra. Rodan. I've seen all of that. Give me something new. The, the weird part is, like, maybe I just missed something, but there are people in my theater, like, cheering throughout the battles and I'm like like I would look around the theater like really? what am I what movie are you watching? <laughs> you do have glasses like, so maybe <laughs> like and it was an IMAX so maybe I just didn't see half of the screen I mean I was like okay uh well I'm awake <laughs> and I feel like I missed large chunks of this movie that's mm. not right and that's because like, they're sitting on the editing room floor <laughs> yeah and like I can't well Tywin Lannister's in here <laughs> and he and Vera Farmiga are playing with a thing called an orca that makes people, or makes cut, like the giant monster things go crazy. Wait, the killer whale? Yep. Yeah, pretty much. And you're just going to let an 11, 12-year-old girl steal it and walk out of the bunker without getting caught? That sounds about right. The most important device on the entire planet, and you just let her walk out and wander into Fenway, Fenway uh, Park and then or uh, Stadium or Arena, whatever, and plug it into their sound system and then blast it through the sound system, and all of the monsters on the planet hear that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I missed something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't you know it's kind of like an amplified dog whistle? It just kind of works. Well, there's a certain range, though, man. man. Hear that? I mean. Well, the way it bounces off the atmosphere and then off the ocean and back off the atmosphere again. I'm don't you Hollywood scientist. Don't you Hollywood science me. So, Bill and I, why don't you explain this to us? No. <laughs> I was talking about genitalia for half an hour. <laughs> what? See, I just immediately pictured... Uh, Picture Davy Jones walking up and talking to us. I'm like, yeah, Bill Nye. <laughs> Nye, he. I'm still thinking of Bill, Bill, Bill. That science yeah, Bill. Bill yeah, Bill Nye's guy. He's what he's talking about. I'll still say that's some of the best. Shaun of the, Shaun of the Dead's father. Not father, but close enough. <laughs> oh, God, that was him. Oh, my God. I forgot about yeah, that. Bill. He played Phil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Bill, God. Phil, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Nye. So what's your what's your rating for God? <laughs> I gave it a two. Two out of wow, you're being generous. Ten. Ouch! I gave it a two because yeah, some of the some of the fighting was cool. Zhang Ji's in the movie, so it gets a point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I detected. I like Billy Bobby Brown. 
I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I just detect the body spawner. There's also Ken Watanabe in the movie, so uh, Tom would love it. Hey, I do like Ken Watanabe. There, I love there's it. our bias spawner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, get an extra point. It's a two point one. Is <laughs> is uh, Aaron what's his name in there? Nope. From, no, really? Neither uh, Quicksilver nor Scarlet Witch make an appearance. Really? What about Cranston? Oh no, Cranston died. Yeah, Cranston's dead. They killed the best character in all of these movies in the first like ten minutes. David Strathairn's in it. Barely. He says, "We have a nuke. We just launched it." Oh, I legitimately almost. That's think. it. I think he appears twice in the movie. He appears in the first like ten minutes. I really think that in, instead of Cranston having died in in the first one, it should have been his son. To just you spent so much time following the son, you think he. And then kill him off, and then just kick kick Brian Cranston's character of the dick one more time. There would have been so much more something. And then bring him back for this one. Then he's like a broken, beaten man, and then he actually has to like care about something. So Eleven's there, so he's like, cool. I guess there's a child here that I can latch onto and try to care for. And then Eleven's there, and then like phrasing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, as like a father figure. Well, the father in the movie is one of the more interesting characters because the mom doesn't is like goes from being scientist to eco-terrorist and like oh sure why not and then <laughs> but the father at least you know makes some good decisions in this movie but played by Kyle Chandler oh you mean oh, so Friday Night Lights when the child goes to go do something stupid no child don't do that stupid thing yeah, this is to live yeah pretty much do the smart thing instead where mom's just like no child here's all these uh alcohol things and these drug things and just guzzle them down it's fine nobody cares not that much but close oh okay <laughs> so here instead let's explain all this radiation have fun will you will you water the plants or will you kill the dog choose wisely <laughs> um, water, water the dog water the kill the plants <laughs> <laughs> Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking with strategery. Awesome. Oh no, it just sounds like a waste of time. Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic. And yet, it's still gonna make its budget back. Depending on how much that inflated budget is, man, maybe. We'll see. Awesome. What else? What, what's coming out this week? This week, Dark Phoenix, the big one. Yep. Yeah. X Men. Uh, there's also Secret Life of Pets Secret Life of Pets 2, right? Pets two no, and no. Uh, Late Night so anyway we've got Secret Dark Phoenix <laughs> Dark Phoenix seems to be the only thing anyone will care about it's the biggest one I can guarantee you that some families are still going to go to Secret Life of Pets 2 mm -hmm. because the first one actually made some money for some hey, I, 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 I watched the first one it was okay I it's an elimination movie it. it's not it's, it's, it's definitely like a kids movie with some like adult stuff thrown in just for. I told kids. you before. It looks like Oliver Twit, Oliver and Company. <gasps> I love Oliver and Company. That was such a good movie. It literally just reminds me of Oliver and Company, just crappier. But anyway, the biggest one is going to be Dark Phoenix because it's wrapping up. It's the last one Fox has a hand in, isn't it? Uh, New Mutants is coming out sometime eventually hopefully for god's sakes I want that movie but yeah that's especially eventually coming out especially after Brightburn I want that movie yeah maybe yeah. they'll push it forward I I'd love to have the Blumhouse version of uh, X-Men coming out yeah but anyway so it's it's aside from New Mutants which we can all 
Gas is completely in a different vein. Yeah, I think New Mutants is never going to see the light of day. But you know, that's yeah. just me. don't don't dash my hopes, Devin. Please. <laughs> no, hopefully it won't see the light of day. Hopefully it'll stay nice and dark in a theater where it belongs. Okay, Arya is going to be in that. That's fine. Right, so Sansa. Um, yeah. So it's capping off what started with First Class way back when. Back in the sixties. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's where X Men first started. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's capping. It's capping off the the saga that started with with the the change of actors to uh, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, and the new first cl- and the new first class of mutants that wasn't actually the first class of mutants. But no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It's marketing. It's marketing. It's marketing. Semantics. <laughs> right. But it's. <laughs> We're doing another Redux, baby. We're doing Last Stand again, but better, maybe. It's not going to be better. The director's better than Brett Ratner, so I'll give him that. We've got better graphics this time, guys! Graphics! Woo! The only reason remakes are being made. <sighs> yeah. Some of them are good, some of them are just no. I will say the only... That's what's going around. The only X-Men movies I haven't seen is a couple of the standalone Wolverine ones. I don't think I saw the Wolverine. And I saw the mo- most of First Class, but I didn't actually sit down and watch it, watch it. Everything else I've seen, I've seen all of them. Fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've seen all three of those, too. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, yep. I've seen the original X-Men, X2... And that's it. Haven't seen Wolverine, haven't seen Logan. If you count Deadpool, I've seen both of those where the X-Men make a brief appearance. It was um, still in the same world. It was a great joke. That, it was a great joke. It was joke. fantastic. But the main reason I watched X-Men when I was younger is because Halle Berry is Storm. End of story. Love Halle Berry. Besides some of the bad one-liners, she's... She's solid. Yeah, very solid. She was hot. Love that. I do. Such a bad line. It's like, what happens when you strike a toad with lightning? Same thing that happens to everyone else. And the director actually blamed her delivery for that. It's like, no, no, that's a shit line, dude. <laughs> See, I would have gone with what happens with a toad when it's struck by lightning. Not much. You fall down the hole and then come back with spider legs. But that's just because, you know, Darth Maul and Toad <laughs> are the same actor. Yeah, right, so. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad because, wow. Going back and say that Toad gets struck by lightning. Nothing. They lose the high ground. That's a great line, actually. That's funny. So, going into uh, Dark Phoenix, I watched the trailer and I was really interested because in the first X-Men movies, they talked about how Gene was kind of like a wild card like she's got you know some issues that she can't control but they never really went into it as far from what I remember they really didn't go into much of her story it was more about Rogue and her issues so I'm more excited to see Dark Phoenix and see them really expand more into Jean's story I, I will say that the reason you didn't see anything is because you didn't see Last Stand the third in yeah. the original trilogy which that was the whole that was the whole plot yeah is mm. dealing with the fact that the phoenix takes over mm. because when she does the whole thing at the end of two stopping the giant tsunami while standing outside the jet for some godforsaken reason so if we had last stand if that had gene in it then what's dark phoenix bringing that that didn't already have there's the question yeah um they're in space this time wow okay. which to be honest with you actually harkens back to the original 
Phoenix Force. Phoenix Force. Phoenix Force and the Phoenix Saga storyline. And Fantastic Four. From the Uncanny X-Men, which was around when I was a wee tot watching cartoons on Saturday morning. Back in the, like, 50s, or? No, that would be the 90s. Okay. <laughs> be the 90s. Right. Uh, born in 86, so, I mean, you know. And you're old. Oh, I know, compared to y'all. Ooh, I'm ancient. Yeah, oh. I said something. <laughs> I was born the same year that Simpsons started. I feel old. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I was born the year Forrest Gump came out, and I've always hated that movie because my name is Jenny. Oh so, no! You got yeah. sound like a crap character. Oh yeah! I feel so bad for you. Oh, I, I love Robin Wright. I think she's a phenomenal the actress. actress. Yes. Yeah. Actress fine. Jenny. She is great. She character. Yeah. yeah. Buttercup. Buttercup. I do. Oh, yeah. I do love uh, Forrest Gump. I'll admit, Jenny's not a great character. No. Didn't realize that was Robin Wright. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I love Robin Wright. I loved her when she was in House of Cards. I loved her in everything that I've seen her in. She's an amazing actress. Yeah, as an actress, she's amazing, but the character of Jenny and Forrest Gump is total crap. shit. <laughs> love Forrest Gump, though. Forrest Gump, the, the movie is good, but if I hear someone say my name in that tone one more time, I'm going to throw something. I literally considered changing my name for a period of time because people kept doing that to me. Wow. That's why I don't like Napoleon Dynamite. Ah, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I used to look like that. I have not had uh, that short yet. hair. But, mm. but it... <clears throat> What was what, 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 where was I? <laughs> we were talking about X, and then we somehow got into Phoenix saga. other things. Phoenix, that's right. Yeah, uh, I'll say my thoughts on it. I one we it's a retread, and two I've said this before. I don't care for the for the uh, actress playing Jean. I I get nothing emotionally from her. I like her as Sansa. I haven't. I don't like her as Jean. It sounds like it's good for her to be that emotionally distant character because of the crap that she went through in the story. She it's wasn't fun. emotionally distant originally. She no, she was aged into being emotionally distant. Right. Whereas Jean just... There's so many other more interesting characters in the movie. She's she like, just isn't one of them. Like, the original, I, I liked Fonka Johnson as... Uh, she's a nice she, actress. I she's amazing cultural land of the pretty people. <laughs> But I liked her, and I liked... I thought Cyclops was at least interesting in the, the originals. Yeah. Like, he, uh, he definitely had the shaft in number three, but... He had one of the best uh, back and forth in the first one, and it's like, I don't know, it's you. You're a dick. Okay, then. That was... <laughs> just Marsden? Yes, that's uh, yeah, about right. Marsden. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked Marsden as Cyclops. I thought he did an awesome he did job. Per- he fit perfectly. I've seen him getting shot a lot recently. <laughs> Well, yeah, because for, for movies, watching, no, you've been watching Westworld. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. All, and oh, God. he dies in almost every episode. Yeah, <laughs> so he's Kenny from South Park. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the he's <laughs> one of the hosts in yeah. Westworld, and the hosts are all essentially super sentient animatronic people. But Fun. but yeah, going back to Axeman, it's like that's kind of my problem is the fact that. I grew up with the with that original trilogy. That was yeah, at like when I, whenever it was. Yeah. yeah, that's when I started when I was almost a teenager. That's that's the thing that impacts me. And you had whatever else you want to say. They came out with great actors for the parts to make sure that I want this to actually work. I want this to sell. And comparing the the new people for for the characters that I've known since I was ten. I mean, the only ones who stand up are McAvoy and Fassbender, because they knock it out of the goddamn park. Yeah, 
McAvoy and Fassbender are initially McAvoy felt like a weird casting choice in the first, in first, class. first class and it it's always been kind of weird until he lost his hair and I think uh, what one was that was that uh, Days of Future Past you're talking McAvoy if you're talking hair loss yeah 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 he said Fastbender. He said Fastbender. Oh, yeah, I, I do that. Yeah, no, no. But, um, Mac, no, I, I completely yeah. agree. McAvoy was weird at first. Fastbender slotted oh, yeah. right in. Although, instantly. Although, when he went through the transition period of uh, losing his, the ability to use his legs and that whole dark period that yeah. Xavier goes through, like, on screen, that was awesome to see because it was the same dark slide that he took when that first happened to him in the comics. Yeah, it felt, yeah. It felt good. Yeah, it felt natural. It was that progression and story that we didn't get to see in the original trilogy, which was fine with me because we weren't telling that story. No. And the fact that they went down that road and they told that story, it told of the friendship between Xavier and Beast. Uh, Beast. It told of the uh, story between uh, Ravenhouse or Ravenwood, rather. Ravenwood's. Raven Darkholm? Yeah, Raven Darkholm, thank you. Uh, Mystique. Yeah, Mystique. Mystique. Mm. And Xavier, it's told of Magneto's and, because I'm blanking out his name all of a sudden, his real name, Leonard Lenser. Yeah. Their friendship, I liked hearing those origin stories of the friendships and those connections prior to all this. What I would have loved to have seen is more of the build-up for the Brotherhood. A little bit, yeah. I would have loved to have seen an exploration of that. I'd love to see a movie come out from that. Because the Brotherhood is such an awesome place to go, especially once we actually get to see Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch join the Brotherhood. Yeah, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah, yeah I, I, I will say for the for the new versions of the X Men, the first class was kind of it was I almost want to say it was safe. Days of Future Past. Time period was a a bit risky for them to do. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, it, but it felt somewhat safe in, in its execution, yeah. which isn't a bad thing, no. but it's what it felt like. Uh, the next one, which was Days of Future Past, I want to say. Yep, which took place during the 70s. 80s, 70s. That one is easily the best oh, to yeah. me of, of them because everything just hit that wonderful point. You're seeing the tension between uh, Magneto and Xavier. You're seeing Eric, Eric and, Mag- and Xavier. You're seeing that tension and everything. And... Honestly, the best part of Apocalypse was Fastbender. Yeah. I felt for that man. Jason I felt Isaac, so painful. I felt so bad because he got shoehorned into very poor makeup and costume. Wait, that was Jason Isaacs? That was what? Yep. That was Poe Dameron. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he got shoehorned into a horrible costume and very bad makeup. Right then, and looked nothing like what we know as Mag- or as Apocalypse. I will. I will also say that I'm of the personal belief that Jennifer Lawrence should have been Jean, and the woman who was Jean should have been Turner. Yeah, Sophie Turner should have been uh, Mystique, since that the way they've been acting fits the opposite a little bit more. And, uh, the yeah. Mystique in the originals, Rebecca Romaine. Oh my god. She looked creepy. And mm-hmm. she looked like I liked the dark blue mm-hmm. and 
I liked the like dark blue with the black little uh, spots, scales or whatever. Yeah, they were like little spikes. Yeah. Yeah, like and the dark red hair. Dark red hair that was like red or like looks like it's super highlighted and the really creepy yellow eyes. Oh my god, she looked. She moved. Oh, it was fantastic. That like she looked like a predator. Yeah, which is exactly what Mystique is. Her yeah. character is very a predatory character. Well, when she's taking out the security guard in two, oh my god! Right. Uh, oh, yeah. it's like I was like, man, you are disturbing, but also mm, bit of a chub. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, Welcome to too much information. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, way, you know, do, the do, way do, she do, moved do. in the first two, especially, was just phenomenal. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence has never hit that. And her makeup has never hit that either. No, it looks like it's like a poorly rendered light. version of. Insta. She's cute and cuddly. Too light. Yeah. She's cute and cuddly. Whereas in yeah. uh, Days of Future Past, the scene where she takes out Bolivar Trask, yeah. uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. That scene, she looks perfect. Yeah. That scene, the rest of the movies, she's looked, she's just not looked right. Cute and cuddly. Like yeah, she looks like a friend who's painted blue. Yep. Yeah. And then even when she's like a friend who's pissed at you, it still looks like that girl next door. That well, that's because that's because Jennifer Lawrence has a slightly chubbier frame. She's she's more curvy than yeah, she's Rebecca Romaine, who is angle model. Which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Particularly, it's, it's just no. it doesn't convey the right message. Well, to me. also too, I don't think that her. Acting portraying that character has ever truly met the what I perceive to be creepy. Yeah, it's never seemed creepy, which is something that you should get from Mystique as a character because when she goes all out like dark, she should be one of the creepiest people you should ever come across ever. I like it. Afraid for your life. I liken it to she should be basically like a predator bird. Yeah, where she's 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 intense and almost I wouldn't say twitches. But she definitely moves in deliberate, fast mo- moments. Movements. She yeah. feels like, texturally, looks like she should feel like a like iguana. <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of pseudo sway lightly. Yeah, like a suede, like a slightly just smooth, but also kind of just textured, weird feeling. Yeah, that weird texture. Whereas Jennifer Lawrence, particularly in stuff I've seen for um, so like Giant Marsh, Dark Phoenix... She looks like she has just a bunch of prosthetics with like body paint. Yeah, and it just looks. She looks very smooth. Doesn't texture have that same like rubbery? Not so much rubbery, but just like a very smooth to like. If you were to run your hand along her arm, like it would feel like normal skin that you're touching, just with a weird paint job to it. And the thing is, it's going a little bit off topic. It's the same reason why I didn't care for her for her as the choice in Hunger Games. It's like she didn't really fit the character. I like her in Hunger Games. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying about the acting. I'm saying those like just pit, like visually, it just didn't fit in my head. It's like you're supposed to be essentially a half-starved, uh, half-starved girl who's been fighting for survival. I look at Jennifer Lawrence. I don't fucking see that. <laughs> True. I, I don't. That that's a whole other issue. But that being said, I've seen her at Winter's Bone, and she was phenomenal in Winter's Bone. Mm-hmm. I have not seen which that. Which came out a couple of years before she really hit in uh, yeah. Hunger Games, and she's she's in the snow, and it's it like it's actually one of those really kind of pseudo harrowing movies. Yeah. And she does Hunger Games. And I'm like, cool. I could. I, I liked her in Passengers as well. 
I like even passengers, though, but even though the ending for passengers was absolute garbage. They had right. some terrible writing or writing deci- decisions on the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. should have just let him die and then she had to do the same cycle. I would see the reason I liked Passengers was because the commercials, the trailers lied to you because you always see Chris Pratt and J Law run around together, so you're like, oh, they must have woken up together. And then you get to the movie. Creepy, like, this girl's hot. I'm going to wake her up for a reason. Yeah, and then you get to the movie, and it's just him. You're like, wait, where's J Law? And then you realize that, oh, hey, he's real lonely, which I understand, but still dick move. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Mm, like, to me, he should have just kept going, and now she has to decide, do I wake somebody up, or do I just die? <laughs> but, I mean, it would have just made it more interesting. Yeah. But Still, though, like, I, like, her in general, her acting just doesn't fit for Mystique. I agree. I would have liked to have seen Sophie Turner as Mystique, and Turner. rather <laughs> she would have been interesting. J-Law as uh, Jane well, Grey. From everything I've heard from you, Sansa sounds... Very much in line with with Mystique. Well, because so exactly. So as her progression starts, like she starts off as like this normal, very uh, girly princess type character because that's the type of character she was born. She was born into privilege. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. I'm saying Sophie Turner very much born into privilege, and then she turns to this darker, cool, awesome. Yeah, and then she turns. Yeah, she ends up as like. That stoic bitch queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much. basically. But I will say, actually, you know, it, it, talking about the fact that Jennifer Lawrence doesn't have look like she has the right feel, skin wise or texture wise. I honestly thought the kid who does Nightcrawler looks. Oh, that's his oh. name, Nightcrawler. I was trying to think of the other yeah. dude that was creepy and blue. Yeah, yeah. I like the original I Nightcrawler. I do. Alan Cummings in uh, Coming. Is it just? I don't think there's an. I do. I'm. Uh, you know what? You talk. Uh, him in X2, uh, Nightcrawler, mm. I loved him. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he very was good. this just another character of Crossway. He's another he's like that creepy like the right level of creepy and unbelievably cool. Unbelievably sympathetic. Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. yeah, he I felt bad for the guy. He you genuinely felt bad for the dude. Yeah. And I like that he looks almost like a blue hobo for a lot of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just looks like he's had a tor- terrible time. And the detail they had on his markings in X2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a lot of stuff in there that if you just pause, it's a wealth. They, on stuff they focus on for maybe a second or two. Yeah. What I didn't like, another character that I wasn't a big fan of was Angel. Which was my stand? From the newest version. The newest version of Angel I thought was garbage. Oh crap! From Apocalypse, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. His because okay, so that version of Angel, I'm sitting there going, okay, it, you don't remind me of any of the angel, versions of Angel from the comics, from the cartoons, nothing. You look like a cherub that got wings and you're stuck inside of a teenage body. I'm so sorry. Why are you doing this to us? And then we get him with the metal wings, and he's like, oh... Archangel. Yeah, now he's Archangel. Yeah, no. I would have much rather seen Angel as the rich boy that he was, rich daddy's boy that he was before everything went down, and then him turn dark and evil. Wasn't Ben Foster the original one? Yep. Yeah. I like Ben Foster. I think he's an awesome actor, and I think he would have been a great job, or done a great job playing Angel in this. Yeah. That's who the last uh, horseman was. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was like, who's the last one? The new Nightcrawler. Is that bad? He looks like Nightcrawler from X-Men Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of dig it. I kind of like it. It it doesn't look like the same character at all. No, it doesn't. Well, to be fair, a lot of the new characters look like they got ripped from Evolution. Jubilee is straight from Evolution. Yes, she is. Like, they're not even hiding that one. Which, to be fair, that's the X-Men that I grew up with. That's the one that it... Speaks to my mind the most is evolution. I still well, uh, the new movie is set during the nineties. Yeah, uh, Apocalypse was eighties, and uh, Dark Phoenix is nineties. And evolution, I don't. I guess that takes place during the nineties, but nineties two thousands. So you had Uncanny X Men took place during the nineties. That's the Jubilee I remember with the yellow, yellow, coat, yellow and raincoat. Yeah, that is entirely hundred percent straight from Uncanny X Men. Yeah, you're not wrong. And that is exactly what's in uh, Apocalypse. Right? Yep. The two scenes where she's And when I saw her, I'm like, Jubilee? <gasps> the only character that doesn't really have a power that's cool? Is she she's, the one that, like, gambles or something? No, she's the one that does, like, fireworks. Fireworks. She yeah. makes... The gambler, you might be saying the gambit. She makes light out of gambit. sound? Yeah, she makes light out of sound. Or is it the opposite dope? direction? Is it, I don't know. It's it sounds Dazzler is the opposite one. And it's Dazzler, oh, yeah. God. Dazzler, yeah. she had. Jubilee literally makes these, like, fireworks. super, like, firework things go pop, 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 How is it different from Scarlet Witch? Scarlet Witch can manipulate things, and she's the only true magic user of any of the mutants. She's okay. technically the most powerful yeah. mutant in all of... Uh, the Marvel Universe, but she got so nerfed in the movies, it's not even funny. Well, hang on, real quick. You say the only magic user. What about magic? True Alien. magic. True magic. Okay, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong. I'm saying that there is a distinction there. Yeah, there is a distinction, yes. Okay, because... Uh, that's fine, that's Because fine. technically, uh, she, magic is very similar from what I understand to what Doctor Strange does, and he gets his mm-hmm. power from... Another multiverse. She yeah she she, she gets yeah. it from the demon realm. Yeah she gets it from the demon realm. He got he gets it from Gotze. uh Gaza. Yeah he got it. <laughs> he does Gaza. Gaza yo. He gets it from uh, the dark dimension. The dark dimension. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch is just true magic. She just channels magic. She just channels. Tr- she's the only form of true magic. So she can't be cut off from her source. In other words. Bingo. Okay, that's which is why when the whole M Day thing went down and mutants were bye bye, uh, they wanted to cap. Th- yeah, she's the only one that could have actually have truly done that and made it stick. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that that explains a lot. Thank you very much. Yeah. Tom. Okay, so we've been talking about so many different X Men. I only know, you know, just just a small yeah, thing. How, how lost but, are you? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I got most of it, but I was wondering if you guys have a favorite, whether it's from comics, movies. Kitty Pride. I if again I grew up with I grew up with evolution. I'm sorry. Kitty Pride was also an uncanny. She was awesome. She also had a pet dragon. Yep. But yeah, it's like Kitty Pride's one of my favorites because she's got such a bubbly personality. She's happy to see everyone. Again, especially if you go with evolution. Very happy to see it. I love the design of her. Ellen Page was a great pick. First you know how many people tell me I look like Ellen Page? I guess it. The people on the micro or on the other side <laughs> of the microphone now have a picture of you on the page. But that's that's me. That's my icon now. It's just so, the page. But the thing is, is it what a super? I mean, also the fact that Kitty Pride, <laughs> Kitty Pride's ability is both is like 
so versatile. She could easily she she can be the rescue unit. She can be the scout. And if you go to a darker turn, she can be the assassin. <laughs> so I know nothing about her. So what she faces. Yeah, she, she faces. faces through, through, oh, okay. She can face through walk through walls, walk through walls, all nice. that sort of stuff. Not anything, but virtually anything. Well, the comics, it's different. She can face through anything as long as she holds her breath. Yep. That's the one cap. Oh, uh, yep. okay. She can also so. face through time. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. Days of Future Past. Touches on. In the movie, Logan was sent back in the past. In the comic, Kitty Pride Goes back. On phases, or phases through time back to whatever to try to stop the apocalypse. Can right. she yep. also phase through dimensions? She can in the comics. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's like her ability to phase through is easily one of the most versatile mm-hmm. if you know how to use it. So again, you could be, if you can be the rescue unit, you mm-hmm. can be the scout, mm-hmm. or yeah. go that darker route. You're an assassin that can just, you can basically just stick your hand in someone, drop something, and and go out, and all of a sudden they've got a blade in their heart. Yeah. And they've n- not any skin is broken. Yeah. Okay. Or. Cool. Or the opposite, you can literally reach into their chest, grab their heart, and squeeze. Nice. It is. They don't touch on that. I don't think not too much, but it. But again, there's a few. There's a few, but they. they I'm not a comic guy. I'm they not talk about guy. her being having the ability to do so, but she doesn't do. So. She is a very happy, peppy person, and honestly, like I said, I love the design, and I just love the fact she's a very great character. She's upbeat more often than not. She's. I want to say I don't want to go cliche and go the heart, but she's definitely she's she's a nice happy person. She also has a pet dragon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> All right. lucky, which is no. never touched on in the movies. God damn it. Okay, so Tom, what about you? Oh jeez, um, Colossus. No. Big man of metal. <laughs> no. I love Colossus. Like a lot. Uh, Colossus so is far from my favorite, but he's awesome. So when I was a kid, through most of my life, Wolverine has been a number one superhero. Mm. He is a good one. He's he is amazing. Um, just because he was never wanting to be that superhero, never wanted to be the hero type. Right. He was more of a, I'm going to do whatever I, the hell I want and screw I'm on. the best at what I do, but what I do isn't nice. Right. Um, whereas, I think, if I were to really think about it, He's not a hero. I really love Magneto. Mm. Um, he's got. He has one of the most interesting character arcs and explorations of backstory out of all of them. Although, if I'm not mistaken, he also does at one point go good in the character of Zorn, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but uh, he's also so well then. He's um, gone from he's gone from cartoonishly villainous to the good guy, right. and the gamut in between. Right. Um, one of my favorite things about him is the fact that. Yeah, the metal controlling thing is really cool. That and the fact that nothing can really do a whole lot to him unless he's covered in plastic or glass. He can just go, "Mm, no, I've got my helmet, screw all of you. Um, He has his entire group of people, he doesn't like to be around humans, and he's like, you're a mutant, cool, come join us. And a lot of here. A lot of him is just the force of will that man needs to do the shit he's done and get past the shit he's experienced. They they show it in the first X Men movie is that he is a survivor of Auschwitz. He is he was a Jew who was dragged into Auschwitz, or if not specifically, I think it was definitely one of those death camps. Mm-hmm. And he survived. It was definitely that. Auschwitz. Yeah, it was. That in. Uh 
Apocalypse. Yes. I could not remember that. Apocalypse and, uh, takes him to, back to yeah, him. Yeah, right. back to him. Uh, yeah. And then on top of that, like, he's the opposite side of Charles Xavier. Mm-hmm. Charles right. Xavier is very much of, let's coexist with humans, let's, we, we've got to find a happy medium, all this other stuff. Look for the good in people. Look for the good mm-hmm. people where you have Magneto, uh, Earth Muncher, who's just like, no, I've been raised to see as the dark, the evil. Mm-hmm. Humankind is a blight on this planet. We are the next evolution of mankind. And the thing you is... You embrace it and go there. Done properly, I can't exactly argue against him. It is... He's seen that bad point, and he sees the signs that were there when he was a kid, and as much as Xavier puts himself as, like, a good-thinking guy, he definitely... I don't want to say blinds himself, but he overlooks those things that Eric has seen, and so Eric, more often than not, goes the route of, I'll... I'll get them before they'll inevitably get us. And honestly, more often than not, his point of view is proven right. Yeah. Look at the Sentinels. Yeah. I mean, they were there initially to, uh, from everybody else's point of view, was to protect against the mutants who would eventually not be able to control their powers yeah. or go evil. But that always settles. evolves. Yeah, whereas in all actuality, it was there to capture the mutants and either kill them or study them or weaponize them for our own nefarious purposes. It's it's always it's always a case of it's like we say it's to protect you from blank and blank, but that that group that they're being protected from grows wider and wider and wider until it's basically everyone who's not the people controlling the button. Yep. And eventually that protection that everyone is seeking eventually becomes their uh, enslavement because they're giving up all their freedom in order to have that protection. So, with that heavy thing in mind, Devin. Alright, I'll say one that I loved in the comics is Dupe. Yes. I'm I'm a lima bean that has eyes. (laughs) That is literally all it is. He just talks in stupid uh, like little ciphers. I always thought it was a funny character. Okay, that's kind of funny. Um, I always love Mystique. Uh, particularly Same. in the comics and the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think she's just awesome character, and I would love that power just because... Transformation, so oh my god. Yeah. And on the same vein, uh, Nightcrawler, I just thought was an unbelievably well-done character number two. I liked him in the comics. But the, the character I just absolutely loved, and they actually have a show set all around this dude, is Legion. Yes! Charles Xavier's son. Yes. Oh, mind- kid? <laughs> Shit, it's an know. FX series called Legion. I yeah, I see some of them, right? Yeah. Yep. And I saw the first episode of that, and I was like, "This looks amazing! I need to watch it." Yeah, it. The kid went crazy. Okay. His his mind is shattered, and he has like a hundred or something personalities, all like doing their own thing. It sounds like, like a, if I remember correctly, character. some of the comics, all the different personalities have different different superpowers. Yep. Oh my god. How does that work? Because Xavier is one of the strongest mutants alive. Well, yeah. And his offspring... If I'm, I'm trying to remember bone. who the... I was going to say, who, who's the I'm trying the to remember bone? who the mother is. I don't... You talk. Uh, I'm really Night curious about this, actually. Nightcrawler's mother is Mystique. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mystique and... Azazel. Azazel, yes. Yep. That, was the, from that was hinted class. in, yeah, first class. Uh, that's Nightcrawler. Uh, Legion... I'm not positive who Legion's mother is, but uh, give me a um, second. Father is Xavier, and is his name Legion? Uh, That's what he's known as. I'm trying to remember his actual name, but he goes by Legion. Okay. Because yeah. there's so many Legion in his head. David Charles Holler. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, Son of Charles Xavier and Gabriel Holler. I don't know who that is. I'm not positive. It's one of those weird storylines, but he had, he's just such a powerful oh God. psychic that is snapped. What? <laughs> what? Look at his abilities. What is this horse shit? Read them off, because reality warping, shape-shifting, matter manipulation and transmutation, energy manipulation, telepathy, telekinesis, teleportation, time travel. Yep. So just the guy you don't want to fuck with. He... You could do that to him and just nothing... You'll not notice it. He'll, like... He's completely insane. Uh, Aubrey, uh, Audrey Plaza... Yeah, Aubrey Plaza... Dies in the first, first like, scene of the first episode. Yep. And she's in the entire show. You know how that works, because he's, inc- he's insane. And she's just there. And okay. he's, like... There's times where just everyone in the room is, like, vivisected. And he's just... Oh... I did that. Like, that kind of stuff. He's just this insane character. And I absolutely love it, because it, like, a lot of his, a lot of his comic things actually delve into his multiple personality disorder and his, Mm. like, insanity in, like, a really interesting way, because he doesn't know he has some of these powers, but then other times he becomes, like, this villain that is all of a sudden, like, the most powerful thing they've ever fought. Mm. But then he'll forget that he did that. Yeah, he and has these just weird this, case, like, yeah. moments of lucidity, and okay. he's just like, oh, I'm fully aware of what's going on around me, and then all of a sudden, like, he'll be talking to you and, ha- like, partially through a conversation mid-sentence, he'll just stop, and he'll be staring at something, and it's all in his head again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this full reality thing going on here, and meanwhile, he's, like, catatonic in front of you. And you're like, what is going on? I Next thing you know, like, you're running for your life because... Things in the room are flying around and trying to kill you. So, so what is his actual, if you had to use D and D alignment? I guess chaotic, chaotic, evil, chaotic, 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 like neutral, chaotic, neutral, going to neutral evil, Mm. like that kind of because he's not inherently a bad guy. He's an anti-hero. But says here, kind of establish. Yeah, he'll like he'll take out a person. By like tearing off their legs and just not think, oh, that's a bad thing to do. <laughs> so hey, it's chaotic. Awesome. It's chaotic evil and the fact that he doesn't always know what he's doing. Chaotic. It's kind of like a little kid uh, taking a magnifier to a glass or to an ant. Yeah. Magnifying glass to an yeah. ant. It's you don't necessarily know that it's bad because you can't realize like there's doesn't realize that the person's screaming. Yeah. Right. It's, there's there's this disconnect. In his head. So like a like a true psychopath. He's a true psychopath that doesn't understand that he's a psychopath. So and he yeah. doesn't like considering his mother, yeah. I'm not exactly surprised. I'm gonna read this off with a quick couple stuff. Gabriel Holler. Charles Xavier met Gabriel Holler while he was working in an Israeli psychiatric facility where she was right. one of his patients. Oh, that sounds safe. Let's Ex- fuck a patient. <laughs> Xavier was secretly using his psychic powers to ease the pain of Holocaust survivors institutionalized there. That's the two had an affair that resulted in David. And Xavier was initially unaware because Gabrielle never told him she was pregnant. Oh my god! That's that's how he left the facility. That's a hotbed of oh what the fuck. Yeah. That sounds like a smart idea. And don't stick your dick in crazy. uh, (laughs) At one point, Charles tries to like sedate him, and he overpowers Charles Xavier, the single most powerful Psych- telepath on the planet. The only one who can stand up to Xavier that I can think of other otherwise is actually Phoenix. Yeah. Or Jean yeah. when she's gone. 
if uh, Xavier's using his full power, Jane is just yeah. Nope. This is what this is what happens when you, all your knowledge comes from the movies. And Legion, yeah. Legion made Xavier go insane, who then tapped in to all of the people on the planet and started making them go insane. And it was just like, it's one of these, he has a lot of these kind of weird, like, four-issue series, and he doesn't have a, like, Legion series. It's like a bunch of random stories. He is such an odd character that they can't, you know, do much with well, him because he's so okay. insanely powerful. Yeah. So they have, like, a bunch of little weird stories. And they have the one where he, where Xavier tries to call him. He makes Xavier insane. Xavier then goes insane while he's using Cerebro and just connects ever, to everybody and they all go insane which then makes the world just absolute havoc so yeah it's a it's that a weird character awesome yeah <laughs> I absolutely love his character and the, the FX show was really good oh man I, uh, yeah I saw the first episode and I thought you it can really catch fun. it on Hulu I think ooh yeah. I can catch it on Hulu I'll definitely start yeah. watching it because that sounds awesome and actually the last person the one that knows least. I mean, yeah, the one that knows least. Um, I mean, Legion sounds pretty fucking cool now. Um, but I was always like partial to Storm, mainly because of Halle Berry, because yeah. you know it's Halle Berry. Um, but I also do really like Mystique's character, obviously in the first bit, not not J Law. A lot of what you said earlier with the way she moved, it creeped me out as a kid, but not to the point of like I didn't like it. I thought it was yeah. really really creepy but in a good way it was intense yeah. It, yeah it's like someone that you're like curious to watch yes. like on the other side of a pane of glass yeah she's a you don't tiger. want her in the room with you she's in the tiger room. she's the tiger pacing yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want her near me but i mean for, from afar yeah she's really cool but yeah other than that i don't really know a whole lot about the x-men universe i know that fantastic four is also kind of in there and i they're really similar. Don't think about that. They're all I know, but like connected. the the thing with Dark Phoenix is like, doesn't she go into space and then like shit happens up there? I feel like that's the same story. I made the joke earlier. Pretty quick. Yes, it is. Pretty quick. They're uh, they go up to save a bunch of astronauts that are in a, a, a spaceship. Yeah. Teleport those, in, teleport out. Are those the Fantastic Four? Yeah. While she holds it stable. Right. I doubt it's Fantastic Four, but that'd be fun. That would be a cool way to introduce it to a, a dying uh, little. You know what? That would actually be but, unique, though. Yeah. 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 Be an interesting uh, Fantastic Four. But movie Fantastic Four was like some, they got too close to something and it blew up or something like that. Wasn't cosmic it? rays. It was. Yeah. In the first one, they got too close to cosmic cloud, basically. Same yeah. Kind of yeah. thing. In the reboot, uh, they went to a basically the dark dimension, and then they they decided to be great scientists and put their hands in this goo. Yeah. Let's touch it. <laughs> I'm going to touch yeah. it with my... I'm going to touch it with my peen. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what you do with crazy. Um, <laughs> speaking of... So, you're saying Mystique, Mystique, Mystique just because... Uh, it's, it's always been between Mystique and Storm. Yeah. I mean, Storm's powers were, were cool that she controls the weather. I mean, Lightning. I mean, awesome. Lightning bolt. She Lightning also happens bolt. to be the uh, wife of Black Panther, but hey, you know. <sighs> Yeah, she married T'Challa. That's so cool. I didn't know. I like her more now. <laughs> she married T'Challa. <laughs> That's Again. dope. I'm excited for that movie. Welcome to the the messed up things of intricacies of a giant universe that yep. is always contributed to by about a dozen different people. That would be cool if in Black Panther 2 they reveal that he has a wife named Aurora Monroe. Just be like, 
what? <laughs> Yo, whoa. And here comes the character of Storm. And wait, hold on. Who are these other people with you, Storm? Oh, don't mind them. They're my friends, the X-Men. What? That, well, that, 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 would, be awkward. That, that would be awkward. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's predicted that the second snap in Endgame brought the mutant gene into the humans. Well, because of the game like, thing with... Yeah, and I'm like, ooh. That would uh, be interesting. That could be a, both very, like, very uh, convenient and surprisingly uh, well done uh, little twist there. Right, and it would be perfect because then they, she could be like, well, why weren't you here? What happened to you? Oh, I was in America, and by the way, this weird thing happened. Watch. Lightning. Oh, okay, that's that's weird. Why is it getting cloudy? And where'd that tornado come from? And why are all these other weird things happening? Oh, I'm doing that. Oh, okay. I have hurricane powers. My name is Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch my other two heads pop out. <laughs> and I have a tail with spikes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did have that, didn't you? <laughs> meet, my, meet my pet turtle, Gamma. <laughs> he flies around on the big dog. Blast with the kids. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll ask before we jump off of actually on the back. If you yourself had an X-Men based superpower or mutant power, what would you want it to be? Let's start with Jenny. Don't start with me, I know the least. Um, well, what would like, you want your superpower to be? Like, it has to be from X-Men or it can be yeah. anything. What would, you, what would your mutant power Name it, it's probably an X-Men. Okay, that because, because every time someone asks me what would your superpower be, I don't know if there's a technically a name for it, but I think the closest thing would be like clairvoyance, where you could like... Like future sight? No, not future sight. Like, like past sight, where you could like touch an object and see that object's history. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or like you could do the same with uh, a person. Mm, yeah. It's not clairvoyance, but I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. It is a thing. Yeah. yeah. There is a character that can do that, and I'm trying to remember what character that is. There's a couple. Let's go. Yeah, movies based on that. Yeah, yeah. So, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, you are not alone in that, and it, it's not a bad idea. No. Yeah. No. Um. Vibe? Uh, no. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's a character from Flash. Flash, yeah. He can vibe things. Either one of you two go. Either one of you two want to go. Why don't you go? Me? Oh, God. I will. I will take the the wimp way out and regeneration. You're gonna if if it follows a lot of conventions, you're gonna live a lot. Uh, a bit longer. You're gonna be able to explore. You don't have to be as worried about stuff taking you out. And honestly, I imagine it's a it's a lot easier to uh, to stay in shape when you constantly have to burn that much energy to survive. <laughs> that that might be a good reason why he's just so bulky. Yeah. So you may have to eat more food to counteract the constant like and yeah. I like meat. Like the, the Flash actually deals with that in the show. Metabolism. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's where right. He just eats like nonstop, and he yeah. still looks like. You know, Olympic runner. No, I won't. I won't lie. That would probably be my second one. Is super speed, like controllable super speed, like Flash. Yeah, like, yeah. God, I would be so bored. Is everything would be slow, and it'd be like, oh my. That's God, why I said that's a point, man. That's why I said control. <laughs> yeah. Because I basically, I basically pull a Quicksilver if I had that, where it's like I put the headphones on and just jammed everything. <laughs> you just have to think, how fast is his like? That music has to be sped up, right? Well, his head so, is he listening to it slow motion. Or no. Something? So remember, if you're going off of uh, theory of relativity, everything that uh, is moving at the same speed you are is relative to you in time. So yeah. because it's connected to him, it's relative to the speed that he's moving at. So if 
everything is at a specific speed to him. Like if that's if him moving super fast is normal to him, it's going to move at a normal rate of speed to him. And the stuff that he isn't touching is what's locked in place. Yes. The biggest, the biggest, the, pro- the biggest issue you definitely see is the fact that because he's moving so fast that it's very hard that uh, light would actually be entering him at that time. He he'd probably be, be blind or very blurred. No, because he's not necessarily moving at the, uh, faster than the speed of light. He's moving usually. He's moving faster than the speed of sound. Okay. It is, it is an interesting thought process in general, though. But, yeah, right. honestly, yeah, either regen or controllable super speed like Flash or Quicksilver. However, yeah, then the Flash then, does go into the fact of being able to move through so fast that he can move through time. Especially his daughter, Dora. She can move through... Uh, she's been known to move fast enough that she's been able to reverse time by a few seconds, just naturally. Yeah, because then if I want, it, if I want to go to... Uh, a weekend and just, just away. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas for the weekend. <laughs> okay, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. My head issues with people. It's like, how the hell did you get here? It's like, I ran. <laughs> right. But now it's like, that's oh, you're from the military. You went to Iran. Huh. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, I've been there. <laughs> so, okay. And because you're moving so fast, you can literally phase through whatever you want. So you've essentially got kitties. Uh, yeah. So isn't, lives, isn't that better. a thing that Barry ends up doing in the Flash yeah. that he yeah. phases? He has to like move the atoms out of there or some shit. Uh, like he moves by fast that he vibrates at the same speed as the atoms. Yeah, 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 yeah. The atoms. yeah. He needs to go through a car or a truck or something. Uh, he, him, yeah. uh, 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 West, uh, or, uh, Wally, Wally, and uh, Nora, uh, at least in the show were able to phase an entire 747 airliner through part of the city because it was crashing. There's... Because they were able to make the plane vibrate at the same speed. Batman surfs a plane in the comics, so... (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, physics gets really messy when you start going past a certain speed. It really does. Right. I mean... Physics hates speed. But then again, also, he also... In the comics, he also had the uh, cosmic... uh, Um... Tr- uh, treadmill as well yeah and yet somehow Superman goes faster <laughs> no 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 let's, <laughs> not, let's, not, let's not get into that one <laughs> anyway super, uh, so Devin. Devin yeah go ahead Devin uh, alright um well uh I like the Flash but I mean uh no <laughs> uh to me it would be somewhere between the shape-shifting of Mystique mm-hmm. I would probably end up just you know walking around as a normal looking human so you know, that's the thing. Or uh, telekinesis. Just telekinesis, easiest thing ever. <laughs> Think about the migraines, though, Devin. I already get migraines. I don't get enough coffee. Uh, but I would just have a lot of fun with telekinesis. I could make myself fly. Uh, I could mess with everybody. And then I could be, like, the ultimate prop maker because I could have ultimate other hands doing like other parts of the prop and boom so you're just Matilda yeah wow <laughs> that's a movie that I hadn't thought of in a while fantastic movie Andy we Andy love Marl Wilson Davido yeah <laughs> but, but alright I guess we're gonna have the one who has the most comic book knowledge unless you want to dispute that Devin I, have a, I think I have a more varied comic book knowledge. He's got more in-depth. So. <laughs> Depends. I, I would say that Kevin could possibly beat me with comic book knowledge. <laughs> Worked in a comic shop for yeah. couple years. Uh, that's right. a good point. Plus, read them a lot more recently than I have. Mm, which also wasn't board games for. So going with that, Tom, what do you pick? Oh, gosh. Um, 
I would have to go. Oh, so rough. I'd also be up for having multiple personality disorder, but <laughs> uh, gut would be to go with a super speed like Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, however, telepathy, controllable telepathy, would be amazing. Like telepathy or like telekinesis? Telepathy. Telepathy. Because you could read what people are, uh, read people's minds. Yeah. You could also engage their minds and make them think what the hell you wanted. Mm. With that. So you could go into their minds and go, oh, I'm not really here. Mm. <laughs> How dare you think of, me, think of me like that, you bitch? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't go as far as to no, no, kill no. somebody. But well, you're going to do it for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> not so you're not going to commit that crime anymore. I'm gonna go home and rethink your life. I'm gonna go home and rethink your life. I'm gonna go home and rethink my life. Uh, I'm anime nerd here again. That second part of your bit with the telling people what to do just sounds like code Geass. It's Jedi on the wall for the rest of your life until your hands yeah. bleed. It's just a Jedi mind trick. It's that's yeah. basically what it is. It's mind control. <laughs> the mind control part of the telepathy. It's, yeah. it's it's literally taking it so far to that next level that you're like sitting there going, "That's fine. I've controlled it to the point where I'm now controlling you." Sorry, now I'm just going. I loved that show. <laughs> show was awesome. Um, yes, because I mean. There's been enough times where Xavier, for instance, has has literally gone, "Mm, I know what you're thinking, and I'm now going to control you, and you're going to say this for me instead. And meanwhile, we're not here in the room with you. Mm -hmm. You're just doing it naturally of your own free will. Why do you ask questions for which you already know the answers? Mm -hmm. One of my favorite lines from the the first uh, Mm X-Men. Uh, whatever else you want to say about it, that first trilogy for the stumbles and trips that it did did a damn good job of just making it plausible, of making it feel like it's not just cashing in on something stupid or going bombastic for the sake of it. It felt grounded. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to have to go with the, the super speed, though. All right. That's why it's such a more interesting power. It is, but yeah, the but super speed you insane. But the super, yeah, because getting insane. Yeah, but getting used to it in the first place, I then have to deal with everybody else's insane thoughts on top of my own, and they all be screaming at me all the time. I've seen both what men want and what women want. Why? Why? Why do you watch the second one? Curiosity. You had to suffer through that drag that was curiosity in the first place. Why do you have to do it to yourself a second time? I like the concepts. They were both meh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the new Overboard too? I haven't. Oh, thank God. Don't say. Anyway, we're getting off track here. So also track super speed. (laughs) Yeah, so super speed because that super speed like the Flash. Okay, sure. Yeah, I could. I'm going to Paris. (laughs) Five minutes later, I'm here. I mean, I guess I would learn the outcome of what would happen with a flashpoint. At some point or another, because that would be stupid. Yeah. I'd be stupid enough to have that happen. I know, but I, I would find out what happens when a body traveling the speed of sound smacks into another person. <laughs> the science of super speed is terrifying. Yes, because you are a, you know, two hundred plus pound person running at the speed of almost light. If you stop, 
that causes problems to everything around you. Also, there's a lot. Imagine the motion sickness you would have from that. Because I get motion sickness when I'm on the treadmill for too long, and then I suddenly stop. I'm like, whoa! Uh, See, that's the thing. Like for me as a kid, I was raised on the water. My dad had a boat, so. I don't get motion sick. I love roller coasters. Besides, besides I, of a lot of those superpowers, they're just frightening. I went to yeah. Disney World and did the Mission to Mars thing three times in a row where it's that anti-gravity yeah. or the 3G yeah. thing, whatever. And uh, it wasn't until like the fourth time that I went on to it that my stomach started to give me the started to lurch a little bit. And I was like, maybe this wasn't meant for me to go on it four times in a row. Um, back to back to back to back without any breaks. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But, you know, hey, um, like, that for me, like, I have no problems with motion sickness, so mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, this is gonna be great. But I agree. Coming to a complete stop going back to a dead fast. stop, all of the air around you would still be going. Yeah. And yeah going it's sonic. equivalent to, like, a bazooka going off, and it's like, ooh, they never did with that. Uh, oops. Yeah, I would have to come up with, I would have to have some, like, scientist that I could trust that's not going to turn me over to the government. Um, help me design. If he tries, he just, <laughs> he's no longer there. Yeah. He uh, did. No, he's no longer there. There's the ocean. He's no longer there because, have you met the Black Sea? Because you're in the middle of it. Bye. <laughs> Running on water. You basically <laughs> dash from, uh... Incredibles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Welcome to the middle of Death Valley on the hottest day of the year. You're stuck here. No water. Bye. <laughs> I've killed you. <laughs> I'm going to wrap you on a black trash bag and, lay- and leave you there in the middle of Death Valley. Okay. Um, so, yeah, those are ours. What creepy <laughs> applications of superpowers would anybody listening have? <laughs> Help us. He's keeping us locked <laughs> up. We need to get away from the serial killer. No, I think this is my house. <laughs> that's that's oh. the freaky part, Devin. That explains why I haven't left the house in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Even though you were completely not here earlier today because we were all someplace else. So you might be insane. So this is what it feels like to be a legion. You've been talking to yourself for like the past... Uh, <laughs> Two something hours. I mean, yeah. Speaking of being here for two hours, we're actually not here. We should. Yeah, probably. So yeah. So, uh, last thing: movies that are coming out uh, next week. Actually, before we get to that, we have one uh, more segment to introduce. Oh yeah, true. So we have a new person here, Jenny. Uh, the reason why she's here is uh, other than to contribute funny happenings. Yeah, other than to contribute funny happenings and to give us some form of direction because we can't figure that out on our own. Uh, apparently, your voice. Uh, it's sarcasm, but it's not really. It's true. Um, we are the morons. Yeah, uh, we've been bumbling around for a while. Anyways. Uh, she doesn't have a whole lot of movie knowledge, and um, it shows. Yeah, it shows. Wow. And, <laughs> and uh, to an extent, yes. Uh, and Devin and I constantly joke around with her and try to reference movies when we're around her, and she goes, "Yeah, I've never seen that," and it astonishes us to a great deal. So we suggested, "Hey, why don't we create a whole segment on our podcast so we can help get her educated on movies and give her homework." Yay! Homework in the summertime does what I want. All year long. Yay. All year long. It's entertainment. But it's entertainment. Yeah. So it's not like it's, hey, read this incredibly long thing on the metamorphosis and write a 60-page thesis yeah. on it. You have to watch the movie The Russian Ark. <laughs> every time they cut, you can go to the break. You can go to the bathroom. 
I mean, it's not usually, a four-hour movie that's all done in one shot. When when I go to see movies, it's more of like I'm not a huge movie person. Why am I on this podcast specifically to get movie knowledge? But usually, I'm a comedy person. If the movie makes me laugh, love it. If it's a stupid kind of movie that makes me laugh, love it. If it's a movie where I'm rolling my eyes, not, not liking it so much. But I haven't seen a whole lot just because there's a lot of movies out there and I kind of like to spend my time doing other things. But hanging out with, you know, these guys and their love for movies has made me want to sit down and watch movies. Classics. I've seen some things, other things I haven't seen, so they're going to come up with a nice list for me um, where I watch it and I do my own little review on it. <laughs> the right. top of the top of that modern classic, John Wick. <laughs> That's going to be on there. I don't give a damn. What other, the other fun little thing in there is uh, we're going to give you the title of a film and you're going to give us a small thing of what you think the movie's about before you get to watch it. Yeah, it'll be great. And then we get to find out what you actually thought of the movie the following week or whatever. So, yeah. okay, so what are we giving her, I guess? Do we each give her a different movie and you have to watch one, movie? One. The, uh, okay, you, Let's start with one. You could you could each give me a movie title and I could pick which one seems most interesting. That could work. That could work. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that as well. All so right, who wants so, to start? Do you think, what would you consider your favorite movie of all time? I mean, the one that I have written down is, it's not technically a movie, but it's Dr. Horrible Single and Glog with okay. Neil Patrick Harris, Nathan Fillion, Felicia Day, um... It's really funny. It's stupid funny, and it has like an interesting, a little bit of an interesting storyline, even though it's dumb. Um, otherwise, I go I with movies it. like the like mm. one of my all time favorite comedies was when it first came out. When I first watched it, I loved The Hangover. I was busting a gut the entire time I was watching it. I was just crying from laughter the entire time. I'm, I'm with you. The first one's definitely... It's, it doesn't hold up as well going back, but no, it's yeah. just, it still gives me some first good First one's troubles. really good. Second and third are fine. They're, yeah. they're okay, but things things like that. Like comedy's definitely my top favorite. I do watch uh, Stupid Chick Flick here and again because, you know, I am a lady. and nah, you I, know, I watch a couple Stupid rom- Chick Flicks. Rom-coms. I lived in a house full of women. Rom-coms are good. Action, to me, it really depends. A lot of them I find really boring because they're predictable. Like, oh, you, you're running through, you know, gunfire. You're obviously going to be fine. You're obviously going to be fine in the end. But I do like such classics like any of the James Bond films. Sans Timothy Dalton because we don't, we don't or Daniel Craig. We talk, about, like that. we talk about it. But, but anyway, so, like, action's okay. Horror? Horror is also kind of, like, hit or miss for me. Like, I don't really care for gory Texas Chainsaw Massacre type like Halloween Friday the 13th they just don't appeal to me they're jump scary but I mean they're like scary I do get actually scared by more of the supernatural type paranormal activity was anxious you don't really see anything but the things where you see like a demon coming out of the darkness I like to watch them but I don't because I want to be able to go to the bathroom by myself at night so so that means you didn't see Brightburn no Brightburn doesn't count no it's more like like ghosty stories, like ghosty supernatural. No, no, you're things talking like that. that. That's Tom. Like, that's Tom kind of. Yeah, if he yeah. sees a horror film, if that's we have horror. to like each choose a horror film for you, that's gonna be. I'm gonna have nightmares. That's gonna be some sketchy stuff, and I know what I'm gonna pick. So now, now you know my my movie ish background on what what I like, what dramas? I don't like. Dramas are fine. Okay. Are just, just, so, are cool. so I guess the big thing is. Are we each just saying a name of one we'd like her to see, or are we doing a theme? 
I think we can just, for the first week, just start out with what you want me to watch. I kind of figured out, judging by what... It's one that I'm, I'm guessing you've probably heard of, but might not have seen. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, I have seen that. Okay. Did like that, yes. Okay. I don't know anything about... I know just the movie. I don't know any of like the comics or the background of it. But okay. yeah, well, if I'm not mistaken, you also said you did not like Baby Driver. I did not like Baby Driver. Really? It's a little bit more action based. I can see that. Yeah, but like they threw in a really stupid love story. Like the action was the best part of the ah, movie. Ah, I don't know what ah, sucks. I'll kind of yeah. Yeah. To me, the music. I'm not the, the only one. Is the best of that. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the driving was phenomenal, man. Whatever you want to say. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the choreography. As it, oh, as it should be. Hmm. So, Tom, do you want to start? Well, Devin, thanks. I think you should start. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to throw it out there. John Wick. The first John Wick. The first John Wick. It is such a complete, concise story, and I oh. can easily... So, the only things I know about John Wick are something about his dog and how he's, like, hella attached to this dog, and it's Keanu Reeves, so he's going to be, you know, a badass in the movie. I've seen things like... Constantine, The Matrix, loved him in those, but I haven't actually sat down and watched John Wick. Okay. Yeah. So I will 100% say the first one. Okay. Alright. Devin and Tom have their thinking faces on right now. That's scary. I have a few. Uh, have you seen Lost in Translation? No. Oh, man. Lost in Translation, what, what, first off, what do you know about it? I know I've heard the title. I know nothing about it. Um, just just going off of the title, I don't even know who's in it. I've literally just heard the title. Um, I imagine it's some kind of rom-com, maybe? Just for Lost in Translation, like maybe like with literal language translation or something like that? Or something along those lines? Not entirely sure. I'm sure I'm way off base, and next week you're going to slap me in the face. But. Uh, should we... Tell her at all what it's about, or who at least who's in it. You can at least tell her who's in it. Okay, it stars Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson in Japan. Okay, I'm already down. I'm already down. Uh, for those that don't know, I do study Japanese, so I do know quite a bit. Which is one of the reasons why I mentioned it. So yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, that that it's makes... a, it's a lot more of a quiet movie compared to okay. all other ones. Okay. So. Cool, cool. It's also pretty much the complete opposite. Oh yeah. <laughs> Opposite of John Wick. All right, Tom, do you have something? Yes, so I'm also going to go in the same kind of vein as somebody else here. Um, and it's mm, real models, yeah, yeah. Is that the oh, oh, what is it? Is it? It's not Paul Rudd, is it? Mm -hmm. It's Paul Rudd, and who's the other oh, guy? god, that one, it's <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, and the guy. The guy is um, guy who played Stifler. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, Sean Williams. So, Sean Williams. I have oh, seen, it. Has seen it. I have seen it. It's been okay. forever, but I've seen it. Okay, so let me come up with another one. Then give me just a second here. Um, uh, we'll go with uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Wow. I know zero percent about that one. <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's about a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're hulk, you're horribly off base. How could you ever guess that? Um. <laughs> so I'm gonna assume it's about a hotel, and yep. then that's that's all I got for you. Okay. So Grand Budapest Hotel has a slew of people in it. Uh, we're going to start off by saying that there's Ray Fiennes. I 
the biggest thing, have you ever seen a Wes Anderson movie? I don't, I don't know what they would be. I don't pay attention to directors, actors, or anything like have that. Have you ever seen Moonrise Kingdom? Uh, Tommy, you know, every time you list off movies, I say no to, like, all of yeah. them. Like, 90% of them. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Nope. Uh, I think you did Rushmore. Rushmore, Isle oh. of Dogs, oh, Fantastic Mr. Movie. Fox. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I have seen Fantastic okay. Mr. Fox. Same director. That, okay. that style in live action. Okay, because I was say, that style in Fantastic Mr. Fox was super weird. That is Wes Anderson. Oh. That all of his movies have that kind of odd, odd framing. Okay. Grand Budapest doesn't change. Okay. All yeah. right. So, Ray Fiennes, he played, uh, um, uh, why not say too much about the movie? No, no, yeah. no, no. He played, uh, Voldemort. Oh. oh okay. Um, Wait, Ralph Fiennes? Yeah, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Uh, Adrian Brody. From? Uh, that guy. The Piano. The pianist. No idea. <laughs> the pianist. Is it pianist okay. or piano? No, pianist. Oh, no. Um, Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. who played uh, uh, the, the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I know who he is. <laughs> Willem, <laughs> Willem Dafoe's a treat. Uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, we love him. Harvey Keitel, Jude Law, Bill Murray, Edward Norton. Big name, big, uh, big name, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Name. Big, big name, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Tilda Swinton, Tom Wilkinson. Uh, Tilda Swinton just creeps me out every time I see her. Oh, I met her in Narnia as the White Witch. And she it's the cheeks. It is the cheeks. They're just so like weird. She's also oh, in Constantine as uh, Michael. No, Michael Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel. And I was like, oh, this is creepy. Yeah, it's, so, it's those high cheekbones. It yeah. works. So, this is yeah. just a cavalcade of big name, big name, big name, big name. Okay. That's all they have. <laughs> so I've got John Wick, number one, Lost in Translation, or Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. So... Which one should I watch? Uh, oh, and uh, what do you think that they're about? Well, like I said, John Wick, something about a dog, and badassery from Keanu Reeves. Um, Lost in Translation, I was thinking was going to be something of a rom-com, especially since you said Bill Murray. Um, and then Grand Budapest Hotel, it's about a hotel. <laughs> um, you could go a whole lot of ways with that. Like, you could go, we have Hotel Mumbai, which was based on a true story. That was that, and then you know we've got things like hotel from um, American Horror Story. So I have six or whatever. Yeah, I have no idea other than it's a hotel. It's probably Budapest. It's probably grand. (laughs) Also Bill Murray. Also Bill Murray. Yeah, what's up with Bill Murray? Okay, so I don't know. Should I tell you guys, or should I just come back next week and be like, I watched this one? I would no, like I'm not surprised. I would like to know, actually. Okay, I Devin got me with Japan. You mentioned Japan, I'm there. So I'm probably gonna go with Lost in Translation. Um, as long as I have access to it and can find it somewhere. I access to it. You sound like a drug man. I got you. I can get you what you need. Don't worry, he has it in there. Listening to this have noticed that I have 3,000 DVDs in the other room. You oh, do. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. All right. Very cool. That's not an exaggeration of the number. 
So if there's any other movies that you guys can think of for me to watch, Honestly, please uh, let us know. Yeah. Because I've seen obscure things. Like, I've seen, um, I know a lot of people haven't seen this one, but it's uh, The Devil's Rejects, and I know god, they're coming so out with a second one. That's a horrible film. It's, oh my god, it gave me so many nightmares. The Devil's Rejects, they've had, like, House of a Thousand Corpses, they've mm-hmm. had Town of Salem, they've had, they've yeah. had a few. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. things things like what that, like... Every once in a while, I'll watch something on the independent film channel, just for, just for shits and giggles. Um, I mean, I've also seen bits and pieces of Monster Wall. Again, Halle Berry. Love her. That's a, that's a film for you. She wants to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember anything about that movie except on scene. Anyway. Yeah, same. same. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. But, yeah, so... Oh, Swordfish. What's the rest of that movie about? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, well... The huge jackman, that's what it's about. So, with, with that segment wrapped up, um, I'll hit you guys up next week with Classics Corner. Uh, All right. And what's coming out this week? All right, movies coming out this week. First off, we have Shaft. Shaft! Well, that's next week. Or, yeah, coming out next week is Shaft. Shaft! <laughs> He's been doing that all night, guys. Yeah. All night. It sounds like Flash Gordon, I swear to God. It you're does. Not, you're not doing Shaft, you're doing Flash Gordon, Shaft. buddy. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. I like Samuel Jackson. I might give it a shot. Uh, there's also, speaking of Bill Murray, uh, The Dead Don't Die, the zombie movie by Jim Jarmusch. There's so many Wait, people in that. I looked at the poster, I was like reading all the people, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of uh, names in this. Oh, okay, I'm curious. What? <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver, uh, Bill Murray, Douglas Winton, you know, that, mm. that whole like kind of group that's probably in Grand Budapest. Mm-hmm. Probably also in this movie. I love Zombieland. I love Shaun of the Dead. Uh, that that kind of humor really gets love me. Love so. Shaun of the Dead. So you've seen that. Let's go to the Winchester. Have okay. fun. Wait for all this to blow over. That was a very close one to be my recommendation. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I had to check. Anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, Dead Don't Die sounded really cool. Uh, but the big one is Men in Black International, starring Thor and Valkyrie as. Forward Valkyrie. I'm curious. It's gonna look like a fun time, and that's oh, all I'm gonna yeah. damn about. I'm excited for that one. I liked the the second Men in Black, whichever one didn't have the stupid creepy bug guy. Two and three. Two and three. I I think I've only seen I've seen one and two. I don't think I watched three. I liked one, but I liked one the most. Two was all right. Three. I, I, two's the one with the beatboxing alien that. That's how they talk in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I liked I liked the the girl in it because the thing was like she's the princess and she's you, the white you don't you don't cry because it rains it rains because you cry yeah. that whole thing I was like I that's, always forget that's, cool. that that's Men in Black but I always quote that yeah yeah, yeah. it's a weird yeah. it's a weird thing to think of for Men in Black because it doesn't seem to jive. Mm-hmm. But it, I I enjoyed the second. <laughs> I just I love the the, the, real, the real big thing with Men in Black that I love is when they go to it's like a locker or something and they're like oh no we're just tiny beings in this world and they open the locker and it's like this giant thing inside. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, it's all yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, creepy. It, I love their world. The world is yeah. awesome. It's a very yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's the one looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, and. It, we knew from Ragnarok that uh, those two have great chemistry. It's just it's kind of like a buddy thing, and yep. I'm really curious to, to laugh my ass off with this. Yeah. That's that's all of it. Plus, I won't lie, Hemsworth looks really thin. Yeah, yeah like he lost he was a lot of the before. So. Yeah. He looks skinny. He lost yeah. a lot of the Thor muscle because he's taking some time off. He, he reminds me a lot more of his brother. 
and yeah. the way he looks, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the way Liam seen a Hemsworth in a TV because show. Because Liam, because the way Liam looked in, like, for instance, Hunger Games, where right. he was much more skinny. Um, even uh, I forget the name of that weird movie. I probably don't. Um, where Liam was doing something with it wasn't Black Hat, but the. Uh, one with Liam, not Chris. Same vein. Yeah, no one. Yeah, forget the name of it, but that one was interesting to see because he again a very skinny version of Chris. Yeah, but like I said, it it looks interesting. I'm gonna have a fun time, and that's all I care about. Yeah. I didn't know about the zombie one though. That sounds really interesting now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Jim Jarmusch. He's a yeah. really weird, weird, weird director. He's done like Broken Flowers and a bunch of other ones that I've seen. You've never heard of. Okay. He's He's an odd director, to say the least. He has a very, very dry sense of humor, so it should be fun. Cool. And then I'm looking forward to Shaft, just because I'm like, that sounds cool. Samuel L. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson. Kind of hard to... Well, like I was saying earlier, I think it was before we started the cast, was, has Samuel L. Jackson ever done anything bad? And I think the consensus was, everything he's been in, he's been, even if it's been bad, he's the focal point of it. Yeah. He, he's at least one. He's the, he's the savior of that, of whatever scenes he's in, at least. Yeah. He wasn't Cell. Cell was bad. What about the, the what, the Black Snake? Black Snake Moan? Yeah. I enjoyed Black Snake I, I literally thought that was a parody of something else. I was like, yeah. what is this? This is actually a movie? Yeah, I saw I, I saw the trailer. It's actually like, relatively well done. I was like, this has got to be some, like, really good CGI porno. That's got to be what it is. That's got to be what it is. <laughs> There's no way. Oh, it's a movie. I, saw, I thought the same thing. Is like, how are they... How they Advertising for a porn, right? And then you watch it from Christina Ricci. It's like Christina Ricci's like naked through it all. So and chained to a radiator. It's like, well, I guess it is kind of that. She's a naked nympho chained to a radiator. It's like, what in the world is going on? What in the world is going on? Anyway, anyway, so all all good, all good. Movies, it seems to be. Yeah, it looks all like interesting. Today. Well, today. Next week is all interesting. This week we have Dark Phoenix. So. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. And Secret Life of Pet and Late Night for those that want to no, see Netflix. No. I mean, like, I like the first Secret Life of Pets. I thought it was entertaining. We'll see. Uh, I'm not expecting anything. I'm not thing. expecting anything big from it, but uh, I'm not sure what entertaining I'm maybe. I'm going to watch this week. Maybe. I'll see Dark Maybe Dark Ma Phoenix. or. Godzilla, maybe. I'll probably catch Rocket Man, Ma, or Dark Phoenix this week. I'll definitely see Dark Phoenix. We'll see what else we see. I'll be seeing Dark Phoenix more than likely, and then I'll probably try to catch one of the others as well. I will definitely be watching Lost in Translation, <laughs> and I don't know if I want to see Dark Phoenix just because I haven't seen any of the... <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other ones in this oh, that means arc nothing. of X-Men. We can fix that. I mean, I mean, yes, but do I want to binge that before? Yes, you do. We can fix this. <laughs> it also, they're terrible. It, it also works nothing. No, it means nothing. Don't it, worry. It really it. doesn't, but come to the dark side. I am. Don't, don't indulge, Tom, please. No, no, she needs to. She needs no, to. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway. You know our friends will all be there. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Why don't we uh, do the thing where you wrap it up? All right. I don't know. What you're, I, I don't know how to run this. Yeah. Uh, well, thank y'all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm Devin. I'm here with Jenny, Tom, and James. And we'll be back next week with whatever it is that we'll be talking about next week. Yeah. And it's June, so I want to say Happy Pride Month, y'all. Yeah. And uh, go out there and watch movies.